the crazy cycle. <laughs> Have you heard that term before as it relates to your marriage relationship? You're in this cycle where it just seems like things are spinning out of control. The trials that come your way, the conflict that it brings between the two of you in the marriage, and you're feeling like you just can't get on the same page no matter how hard you try. But in the crazy cycle, you sit and you wait for your spouse to make the first move. Sadly, we'll probably be waiting a long time in order to break out of that crazy cycle if you're waiting for the other one to make the first move, but someone's gonna have to do it. And so let's talk about that today. How do we come out of the crazy cycle to be a blessing to our spouse? What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome to Christian Family Life Podcast. This is Tammy, and I'm here with Roland. Hello. And uh, That was it's a just, beautiful welcome, Tammy. It's really good. Oh, thank you. I had to script it out. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are missing our uh, other uh, couple, Gio yeah. and Susie. We... Uh, they are at a conference, but they will be joining us again next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, we're talking. We're we'll jumping right into, into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we are jump into this idea of, we're continuing to talk about the faith principle, love and blessing, love but we kind love. of opened with that idea of the crazy cycle. Uh, Cause let's be honest. We want the, uh, we want our spouse to be the one to make the first move. That's right. We want to be the one that's pursued. And sometimes we find it difficult when someone doesn't deserve our pursuit. That's right. It happens them. often. <laughs> it happens often by both parties. So we're going to start off with a verse of scripture. So we'll just kick things off with 1 Peter 3, 8, and 9. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you are called, that you may obtain a blessing. Wow. So we got to bless in order to obtain a blessing yeah. ourselves. Yeah. That's quite the promise that we get there in that scripture. I- interesting context, right. too, to this letter that Peter writes, where he's addressing believers who've been dispersed. Uh, they're, they're in all different places, so it's not to one particular local church, uh, but mm. it's to all believers. And he's addressing the trials and the persecution that they're navigating, in particular, the kind of persecution that they're enduring because of their identifying with Christ. And yet there's there are relational parallels that we draw that we can apply in marriage, because let's face it. If we can apply, like in this case, there's five adjectives that Peter uses. And really, in summary, there are seven ways that we draw from this passage that we can be a blessing to our spouse. Because as we consider the role that this has in all relationships, if we don't get it right in marriage, we're not going to get it right anywhere. Mm. And it is, it is 
within context of the interpretation of the scripture to include marriage, because just before that, the marriage relationship is referred to in this letter that Peter writes. So there's seven ways that we can bless our spouse and we consider some of the elements that are in, well, really the seven elements that are in this scripture that drive blessing our spouse and spinning out of that crazy cycle that I know none of us enjoy. Tammy and I have been there. Oh, we have. We definitely have. Um, you, I want to just bring out something. I'm, I'm looking at this scripture, and the verse 9 starts off, Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, <laughs> bless. Because what does our flesh want to do? Our 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 flesh wants to repay evil for evil. We don't consider ourselves evil. In fact, for a really long time, whenever it said evil or evildoers in scripture, or I discluded myself because I didn't consider myself an evildoer, but my goodness, do we have the capacity to do evil or what? Sometimes I'm surprised by it. Um, but we, Tammy, I don't we, see it in you. I know you don't. <laughs> Yes, you do. But we have had some moments of of really ugliness. I like that word better than evil, but you know, it's 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 used because it's it's we're very we are influenced by evil. We have the enemy right there waiting for us to cave and not and not <laughs> um walk in the spirit, right? Well, so, thank thankfully now Here's the, as you say that, I think about things that we look back on and fortunately uh, we can laugh. Uh, it, it does make <laughs> me think about couples that have experienced, you know, evil in a form that is is mm. not at all uh, pleasant to look back on. But I was sitting here thinking about the time that we were in the crazy cycle and Tammy was just looking for a way to let me know just how dissatisfied she was and frustrated she was with me that she grabs my really expensive sunglasses. Oh yeah. <laughs> sunglasses we did not, we could not really afford. Let's just add that. <laughs> Working at a Christian school. Wait, wait a minute. Why, why does that get thrown in the mix? <laughs> if I remember. Hey, right, I worked hard. We were, uh, I needed wait, them. I, I don't think I you ever them. provide was, the context of this I, story. I was outside all day in the sun. Yes. I, I needed I needed good sunglasses. Yeah. $20 pair would have sufficed, but no. Mm. But let's just. So in the mix. What was it about that? I would say that. I don't think you remember the story that led no, up to No, all I know that. is that you grabbed my really expensive sunglasses. You walked to the front door. No. See, this is exactly... You opened the door and you <laughs> no. chucked those things about as far as you could throw them. I couldn't believe no, it. No, we were not in the house. <laughs> we were in the driveway. And we were having a conversation while we were watching our kids play and... All of a sudden, we're having a discussion. We're talking about things that need to be talked about, which was often. And he gets a phone call. And this is before texting, by the way. This is just, you know, regular old phone. You know, they call you and you got to answer the phone. They, they can't text you. So. I wonder if it was the, was it the Nokia walkie talkie one? Maybe? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I know the name came up and you knew who it was that was calling. And 
he said, just a minute. And he answered that phone. Hey, and we were like, we were having a discussion that needed to be, I, I don't think we were able to really go back to that conversation, but I, I took those sunglasses and I threw them into the road. Why do you say that? Like you're still proud I'm, of that. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> But I'm not 100% ashamed of it either. I felt uh, like I needed I, to, I needed to. I think the call was a work call. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, we weren't even going to plan on, we weren't planning on sharing that story, but there you go. There's a bonus story <laughs> for you all. Um, I am not proud of that, but I, in that moment. Neither am I. No, in that moment. Of my part in it. But we were certainly in a crazy cycle. And that was just one example of mm-hmm. the back and forth yeah. that would go on. It, it wasn't, you know, scripture says we ought to outdo one another in, in honoring and in doing good. Mm-hmm. And when we're in the crazy cycle, it's like, how can I outdo the other one in, in making sure they know mm-hmm. how dissatisfied we are yeah. with their actions, their behavior, or just in, in general with where we're at in our marriage? Mm-hmm. We've come a long way, baby. We have come a long way. <laughs> I'm not throwing things anymore. <laughs> um, are we going to start on our list here? or? Well, let's jump in. Uh, the, the verse that we read in 1 Peter chapter 3 begins with verse 8, and it uses the word finally. So we'd encourage you to go back. And 1 Peter is not a very long book, but I'd encourage you to go back. Read from the very beginning. Uh, because there's a lot encompassed in that word finally. Uh, a lot precedes that. That kind of sets the tone. And what precedes that is just a lot about relationships. Uh, as we look at the scripture, our focus, again, is marriage. So finally, as it relates to relationship, and let's really drill deep on marriage, it says, all of you speaking to believers live this way. And so the first one is that we're to have unity of mind. Mm-hmm. So to break out of the crazy cycle, and one of you needs to be the one to take the first step to do that, you break the cycle by coming together and deciding we've got to get on the same page. We've got to be unified. And and by the getting on the same page doesn't mean you just get on my page. We've got to be on the same page that, you know, in the sense that you've got to, you got to affirm that I'm right in the matter. Oh, really? It doesn't work that way? So, so you can't we gotta just... we got to find an, uh, another page that we both can get on. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we kind of write out what, what we want, and then the other one's just supposed to get on board, right? right. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think that's healthy in any relationship, and we're not... This is not a, this is not a male-female thing. This is not a husband-wife thing, but, but there is not one person that should... That should impose their will on the other one. Mm-hmm. And Tammy and I can not only speak to this as it relates to our own marriage, as we really look to come together and defer to each other as we live out our lives. It's not just about the dreams that I have and Tammy's just along for the ride, mm-hmm. nor is it about the dreams that Tammy has, but we come together. How do, how do we find out, how do we figure out ways that our dreams overlap? And yet Tammy and I also interact with a lot of marriages where one person feels like their dreams supersede anything else mm-hmm that needs to happen in their relationship. 
And depending on the kind of dynamic that's at play, sometimes you have a dominant person with someone who's a little more passive and they're just, they're just, they're just okay. They're just okay to just move along to get along. And so they don't really challenge. Sometimes you have two really dominant people, self-willed coming together. They each want their way. And so again, some just choose to run parallel paths. Um, or, or in some cases, they really, they well, they feel resentful because they feel like, man, here I am, dominant, you know, I'm, I'm going out, I want to do the things I want to do, but but they don't feel supported by the other one because the other one's just over there doing their thing. And and then, you know, sometimes you really have two people with with not a lot of vision. <laughs> so you have all kinds of different dynamics at play, but, but here's what we're saying is it's never healthy for one person to drive everything that needs to happen, mm-hmm. whether it be at work, at school, at home with with the kids. And so if you're if you're a if you're a dominant person, then you need to make sure that to be the one asking the other one questions if if you're not being challenged. Mm-hmm. So we gotta get on the same page. We gotta get on the same page. We um we're gonna go back to two thousand six in Oh you're going way back Martinez now marriage. Yes. Oof. And I think what might have started from a conversation at the Thanksgiving table in 2000. I'm trying to think. Probably a couple years before that. Kai was born in 2005, mm-hmm. which today is Kai's birthday. He is 17 hey, today. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> but um, 2005, I think, was when we had this conversation. And my sister-in-law, Amy, um, she said, let's, let's talk about our dreams what is what? Are, what are our dreams? What are what are your dreams? And we're going around the table, and um, most of the time we have done, you know, what we're thankful for. But Amy wanted to to get get some conversation going about what we really dream about each each of us, not just um, each couple. And so I had been really mulling over the idea of homeschooling our kids, and at the time it was. Um, I actually think uh, this was, yeah, I think Kai was, yeah, Kai was a year. And and we were, I was mulling over homeschooling and hadn't, I had maybe shared with, with Roland, but, you know, not in depth. But I, I, I had been ta- thinking about it a lot and I said it out loud. I said, I think I'd love to homeschool uh, at some point. I want to at least try it, like, I don't think I'll ever, I'll always regret if I don't at least try to homeschool. And at the time we had our kids in a Christian school and it was a great Christian school and there was nothing about the school that I was not happy about. And, but I just know that we were kind of starting to go into the, our older two girls were going to be going into home, into, um, excuse me, middle school. And I was a little concerned because that, those are just, those are just hard years for our kids but anyway. Mm. And I thought, well, maybe we just, you know, maybe we homeschool for a couple of years. But so we, when did we start? So 2006. Yeah, that's when we were talking about it. And we decided that they were, they were in school, obviously. This is Thanksgiving. So they're, you know, we're finishing up the first semester of school. And we decided to pull them out mm-hmm. mid-year mm-hmm. and start homeschooling. And so what we did is we just, you know asked for the books 
from the school and we just kind of mm-hmm. continued the school year. And and we were on the same page at this point because again, we were. in in that conversation of wanting so as a husband and wife, you come together and and that's a healthy conversation to have. What are your dreams? And I think you go back and you revisit that. Do do we feel like we're living that out? What 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 things need to change? Cuz sometimes if if we're not intentional about how we use our time, then other things and and other people just mm-hmm. just begin to be the ones that get the attention and then meanwhile the things that are really valuable to you uh don't you don't implement to move towards really what what your hopes and your dreams are we were on the same mm-hmm. page though we thought we were this was tammy's dream and we could certainly come together to do that we were both educators yeah and we had been married 11 years at that point and I think that I would say we started having children right away a year into marriage. And I kind of was, you know, very, um, you know, knee deep into momhood and um, very busy. And and though I also, you know, we tell our story in one of the earlier podcasts that we when we started uh, um, uh, over a year ago. But we do share that I. I felt called to the ministry too. I didn't just marry somebody that was called. I felt like the Lord had called me as well. And so there were many times where um, I wasn't able to be at the different things ministry related and kind of felt like a little bit of FOMO and kind of felt like, okay, I don't, I don't feel like I have like much of a purpose other than taking care of my kids. And so that was one way we weren't on the same page, but then, then in addition to that, any conversation about not homeschooling. Well, so we fast forward. Okay. Uh So we fast forward. We're going to, we got to fast forward, but anyway, we fast forward and, um, we're, we moved to North Carolina and during that, that, um, semester that we'd started homeschooling and, um, I, we got involved in a co-op and, and things were good, but things were hard and we would have to, we had to resolve a lot of conflict within the home because, you know, we had all, all of a sudden we had all the kids and a toddler, all the girls and a toddler uh, <laughs> in the mix. And he made things a lot more challenging, but just because of his age, you know, he was a, he was a good boy, but my goodness, he would, he was a challenge at, you know, year and a half. And so we had, um, we had kind of reached a point after four years and we had been involved in, in, a in a co-op. And I remember Roland would call and he would, he would say things like, Hey, you know, I don't know if you think, if you like the idea of this, but you know, what if we try to put the kids in a charter school or, or like just throw the idea in there of, Oh, let's just, let's switch, let's switch things up. We always say we're only homeschooling for the year. We don't know. This is not for life. We always, we always said for this year, this is what we're doing. And I would be so upset when he would even bring it up because to me, that was, that was, um, Oh, you would take personal offense? I would take personal offense. I felt like I was failing and that maybe that was his admission that maybe I was failing. And I was in many ways, I'll be honest. It was it was emotionally um, exhausting for me and my personality and my, um, anyway, not, not to get into all of that. There but were a, there lot, were of wins. a lot of There were there a lot was, of wins in those four years. There were so many wins. And a lot, I know of, that. a lot of affirmation. Right. But again, going back to, I knew I would regret it if I didn't at least try. And I did try. So after four years, we started praying, Lord, 
if, you know, this is not what you have for us to show us and release uh, this burden that, you know, we feel and help us, you know, move towards a place where we can actually. And so we did. And we, we um, that following year, put the kids yeah. in a Christian yeah. school. And I had Lucas at the time that same year. But we had to get on the same page. And, we did. And we intentionally spend quite a bit of time on this very first expression of how we're reminded to act in relationships because two people in marriage have to unify. Mm -hmm. They have to unify. And if there's absolutely anything in your marriage that every time you bring up, there's some kind of conflict or issue that arises, you need to keep bringing it up. That's right. <laughs> you need Here, to keep talking about it. Here's the one person should not be silent. There's, there's, I think in, in most couples cases, there's, there's one that's a little more strong and I don't, I don't, I, I think everybody is God created everybody, you know, unique. I mean, you might, you might be the woman and you're a little stronger than your husband in the sense that you feel strong. You know, you just, I wouldn't even say domineering. I would just say you feel more strongly where maybe, He's a little more on the passive side when it comes to um, certain things. And it, it doesn't mean that he's not the leader of the home. He's not. It's not that you're the, you know, as a woman, that you're the leader. We know that our roles are that the man does lead. But but the influence of the wife or the, the, you influence each other. You don't you don't make decisions uh, based on one person's strong feeling. I think that you talk through it. And so wherever it is that you land, whether you're kind of more, you know, the stronger personality or you're kind of more, you know, keep the peace, not, you know, you're not going to have your feathers ruffled over little things and you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to see things differently, but that you influence each other. You, you speak into each other's lives. And so being on the same page means that you do communicate because you, you can't be afraid to communicate. So I know that we have been on this point for a little while, but we're going to move. Well, it kind of leads, it kind of leads yeah, into the other ones. And so from there, we're reminded if you can come together and be on the same page, you can be unified mm -hmm. and you're pursuing the same goal together. Like you're, you're in lockstep. Then yeah. guess what? You're going to be sympathetic. Yeah. to one another. You're, you're going to have compassion towards one another. Mm -hmm. In that moment that we're talking about homeschooling, I had to identify, Timmy, you don't have to take this conversation. You don't have to take personal offense mm -hmm. because if God wants us to do this, then he's going to affirm and give us both peace about it. Right. Uh, but if we're not willing to have the conversation, then maybe we're holding on to something that we shouldn't. And so part of that is just validating our emotions when it comes to the conversations we are having. And being learners of one another, where, where's that really coming from? Why are we reacting a certain way? Why does something cause us to uh, pull away? Why does something cause us to be angry? Why does it spark mm -hmm. conflict as it relates to what we're talking about? And so sympathy is a, a really important thing. We're also mm -hmm. told to show brotherly love. Mm -hmm. if, we're, if, if we're showing brotherly love in marriage... I, it, there's kindness and there's affection. <laughs> yes. And sadly, sadly, I think that a lot of times we, we, be, we can become very reserved in the way that we show kindness and affection mm -hmm. in the marriage relationship. And again, when I say affection, it, it doesn't have now in marriage, it can be sexual. 
for sure. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be because I even think about the brotherly love that's shown when, so we recently had the, the major league baseball world series. No, no real dog in the fight here. Not, not really for Philly or Houston, but Hey, it's the world series. And so we watch it, but regardless of what event we're seeing when a team reaches the pinnacle of what they've been pursuing, whether it's our son's weekend lacrosse tournament and they win the tournament or it's um, Tennessee beating Alabama, roll tears roll uh, <laughs> back a few weeks ago, what happens or the World Series, what, what kind of brotherly love is shown in that moment? There's not only kindness as you look at each other to celebrate what you've accomplished together, but there's affection. You're high-fiving, you're hugging, you're, you're jumping on top of each other. I mean, you are, this brotherly love is expressive. That's right. And, you know, to the affectionate part in this verse where it says be kind and affectionate towards one another um in that case with brotherly love and a team and how they want they celebrate mm -hmm. and that that should also occur in marriage we should be we should be affectionate that that it's 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 part of it mm -hmm. um i wanted to just read something really quick uh there's a an article in health magazine titled kiss me please and, um, and these are some kissing facts. Kissing relieves stress by relieve, releasing mood-elevating endorphins in the brain. It burns two calories per minute and could lead to more exercise. It firms the muscles in your face, and it's cheaper than a facelift. <laughs> Swapping saliva with someone boosts your immune system by helping the body bolster its defenses. And it's fun. So those are some little kissing facts that... <laughs> That um, that I think that that's one of the things that goes right. You People know, we needed to you just know, end this podcast right mm -hmm. here and <laughs> be yeah I'm kind not, and I, affectionate towards I'm one not, another. I would I will admit I am not the affectionate one. Roland is definitely the affectionate one, but I am the kind one. <laughs> so we both can we. We can both well, use some kind. help in this part of the verse. But anyway, there's there is. Um, that's really something to to think about because I think that your your affection is an expression of your love for each other. Mm -hmm. And when that goes, when you're not touching, when you're not, those are things like even sometimes and and we do talk about this when we cover like week seven in our to becoming one study, which is um, sexual expression and romance. These are non-sexual NST, non-sexual touch. That should happen frequently in a day. And so like reaching out, Roland will even say, like just giving me a, a, a rub on the, my back, just, you know, just touching my shoulder, even just, you know, just touching. Touching is, is really good. And so um, be affectionate with each other. Remember mm -hmm. to do that and mm -hmm. be kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, brotherly love that should exist there and it can go to really <laughs> deep levels in marriage uh, it goes on to say be tender-hearted the idea of being tender-hearted towards your spouse and towards others in relationship means that you're merciful mm -hmm. mercy is withholding what someone deserves 
Mm-hmm. And so, frankly, there are times where I know that I'm deserving of Tammy not being kind to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's in those moments where her her kindness really overwhelms me. And and I know that she has stayed tenderhearted towards me. Uh, I can't imagine, and Tammy and I see couples come in mm-hmm. that are so hard-hearted towards mm-hmm. each other. And we get it. We We understand that there's been... Uh, a lot of hurt and a lot of wounding that has existed between two people mm-hmm. that hardens your heart and causes your heart to to get calloused because you've just endured mistreatment. Mm-hmm. You've endured the crazy cycle for a long time. Maybe you feel uh, emotionally abandoned. And so we we understand what leads to a couple being hard-hearted, but we're reminded here in Scripture that we need to work towards being tender-hearted, and and I believe that that tender-heartedness works both ways. God, mm-hmm. work work on my own heart to be tender-hearted towards Tammy to to understand what her needs are, and 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 especially moving away from performance to faith, just really looking to how extravagantly God loves and forgives us to be able to love her that same way so that in turn, Tammy can do the same for me and we protect each other from growing cold. Mm -hmm. We protect each other from our hearts getting calloused towards one another and and sadly indifferent Mm -hmm. because that's no way for us to experience healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Scripture also says we need to be humble humble-minded, prioritizing the needs of the other over ourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after those five adjectives are used, it really leads to playing itself out in two ways because in relationship, we're going to be wounded. In relationships, there are going to be issues. In relationship, conflict is going to come up. But then it says, do not repay evil for evil. Mm -hmm. Don't live your life wanting to seek revenge. There are some people who, rather than living by the golden rule of doing unto others the way that you would want them to do unto you, they they live by the revengeful rule, which is do unto others before they do it to you. <laughs> and that yeah. that's no way to go into healthy relationships, that's not especially. Either. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we're not to repay evil for evil. And then lastly, it finishes with bless. Mm-hmm. Speak blessing over your spouse death and life are in the power of the tongue that's right be the one to break that cycle because that's how the this the cycle stops really you know we stop it we 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 stop its movement you know because it will just keep going and i think that when we when we look at 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 scripture i mean we just can't it never fails us it never fails and i think all of these points i mean the, the humility part, you know, let's, let's be humble. What is pride? What are the things that pride will lead us to? Mm. You know, what does the word say? Pride goes before a fall. It is, it is, it's, it's going to lead you to a, a darker place than you ever wanted to go. And, and just for your own, for your own sanity, for your own well-being, break the cycle. Let, you know, be the first, be the one to plan the date. You know, who's the one that plans the dates? 
if you plan them. Maybe you're not planning them. Maybe they're not being planned. And there is not a designated person. Be the one to plan the date. And the little, um, even if it's six months out, plan a weekend away. Get that time together. You know, replenish your the romance that's been lost. And and you will find it doesn't doesn't take a lot. You just have some honest conversation. Don't be silent on your feelings. Don't be silent um, on on how you feel about the the decisions that have been made. Just like you know, and you can recover. There are. Let me tell you, we have made plenty of mistakes throughout the years, mm-hmm. and you know, we've also gone through the blame the blame game where we've blamed each other for the different mistakes, and and you know, you you're you can come out of that. You can forgive. You know, one of the things I heard of, of the word, you know, of the, of the word forgiveness is um, just forgive and your feelings will follow. It's an act of the will. You can forgive because you've been forgiven only because you've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. If you have been forgiven by Christ, and again, we always want to point to Christ because without the Lord, without accepting him as your savior, as your personal savior, you don't have the ability or the capacity to do that. So forgiveness as well as unconditional love, agape love. Mm -hmm. This is what this is based on is agape love. Mm -hmm. And really what our whole marriage material is based on is the agape love from the father Mm -hmm. and through his son. And so receive the son as your savior and, and walk in agape love and show your spouse don't listen to the world the world does not understand agape love the world does not do not take your cues from the world the world will lead you into a darker place like we really need to more and more now in this day and age there's so much deceit out there stick to god's word it never fails and be the one to stop that crazy cycle Mm -hmm. and bless yes release the agape love in your life, we call that the active force of love at work in our life and in our heart, mm-hmm. uh, which should lead us to reacting by choosing to bless That's right. our spouse and others. Yeah. Break it. Get off. <laughs> don't, throw, don't throw the sunglasses. Just stop before you do it. <laughs> I should have stopped. All right. Let's go burn two <laughs> calories. <laughs> All right, till next time, June Susie will be back with us. All right, guys, thanks for joining. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.